Alhamdulillah, tonight we have completed the ninth Tarawi. We have seen uh, read the Surah Tawbah to the end, then Surah Yunus, and started with Surah Hud. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the various types of munafikin. These are mentioned, first of all, that type of munafikin that will never be forgiven because hypocrisy is in their blood and veins and in their belief and their aim is to disunite their, uh, the Muslims. So this type here is the worst and they will never ever be forgiven. Secondly, that type of munafikin, those who can be forgiven because hypocrisy is their habit. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the, firstly the conduct of true Muslims, secondly the forgivable munafikin interact with the true Muslims and the conduct of the true Muslims manifest. And three, by educating the masses, the masses inshallah will be able to go out in the path of Allah and for jihad. Fourthly, education on the methodology and strategies of war have been elucidated. Fifthly, mention of those who regard zakat as a burden. Here in Surah uh, Tawbah in verse 119 is a very important verse. A lot can be said about it and discussed. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Yuallasina Amun Wattakullah wa kunuma sadiqeen that O Muslims fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be with the sadiqeen, be with the truthful. If any Muslim just has to follow this ayat, inshallah total reformation can take place. Because you will only befriend good people, nice people, truthful people, trustworthy people and you will stay away from rogues and cheats and deceptive people and fornicators and adulterers and you will be only with the pious and righteous and good people. Then in Surah Yunus, three usuls are mentioned there, which we call usul al-deen. There is about Tawheed, and Risalat, and Akhirat. And this is what we call usul al-deen. And if you go to my website, alislam.co.za, these days, every Juma I am discussing these three usul of deen. And we are now on the 20th part, that means 20 half an hour have been spent on this topic of Tawheed and Risalat and Akhirat. Then 11 proofs are given to substantiate that there is no intercession besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we accept the message of Islam, salvation we will get. 
And if we reject the message of Islam, then there is utter doom in store for us and there will be no one who can save us. Then in Surah Hud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites towards Tawheed and the purpose of revelation that we should imbibe Tawheed in our system, we should seek forgiveness for previous omissions and then there is a challenge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that try to produce a surah like Quran Kareem obviously that challenge is still available <coughs> still open and no one has able to meet the challenge now the stories that are here in what has been recited tonight in surah Toba 107 that in Madinah Munawara under one Christian Abu Amir that he incited the group of Munafikin to build one masjid near Masjid Kuba and the purpose was manifold one was to store weapons and to use it against the Muslims because the Romans were going to attack Madina to Munawara so they wanted weapons to be in Madina for their purposes so this masjid was built for that purpose and also to harm the Muslims cause disunity uh, to the Muslims and they asked Nabi Akram sallam, that he must come and make salat there and Nabi Akram was inspired that don't go there and the first masjid, the masjid of Kuba is better the oval masjid that is full of purity and all the pure ones go there so he should go there and that masjid called Masjid al-Darar was dropped down and brought down to the ground and destroyed utterly and the plans of the Munafikid and the attempts of the Romans was destroyed then in Surah, in verse 114, the incident and the story of Hazrat Ibrahim salam, making dua for his father because he promised that he's going to make dua for his father so he makes dua for his father to, for forgiveness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs him that this should not be done and here we should understand something which I was explaining yesterday too that Muslims make dua for Muslims and if a kafir mushrik passes away then we as in the light of Sharia are not supposed to make dua for that person who is doomed and destined for Jahannam then in verse 122 all must go, all when they go out for jihad then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned one rule here, one principle that when many parties go for jihad there must be one party that must stay back one taifa must stay back and this taifa, this party that stays back the reason is to learn deen, study deen, understand deen tafakkuf in deen they must understand deen properly so that when the, those who have gone out in jihad when they come back that party that stayed that party must teach them and that party must educate them this is to show education importance in Islam and to understand deen is very important in Islam then uh, the, in Surah Yunus uh, uh, verse 21 the role of Nabi Akram has been mentioned that he is a warner and a giver of uh, glad tidings 
Then after that, the uh, du'as, uh, the uh, du'as are mentioned in three Sahaba who failed to go to Tabuk, 50 days boycott before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them, announced the uh, Tawbah. This was in the initial part of the uh, Taraweeh today. Then about Musa and Harun alayhi salam, that uh, when they went uh, to Pharaoh, to Pharaoh, he started attacking them. And uh, there is a saying that the best form of defense is attack. So what he was started telling them that, no, you people are magicians. And you people are uh, sinners, and you people have learned the magician, uh, the art of uh, magic from me, because Pharaoh himself was a great magician. And then Pharaoh told him something that, listen, how can we leave the way of our forefathers? And way of our forefathers, even Abdul Muttalib, when he was dying, he told Nabi Akram Salasam the same thing. How can I live by the, the way of the forefathers? And this forefathers chakar is still with us too. You tell a person that do leave this thing is not proven in Sharia, it's in our forefathers. And this is very difficult to uh, come out of our systems. Nevertheless, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Hazrat Musa and Harun to preach and in verse 87 which is very important that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Hazrat Musa that وَجَعَلُوا بُيُوتَ الْكِبْلَةِ وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ This is a very lengthy discussion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them see make your homes, make salat and uh, give glad tidings to the Muslims and subsequently that they were given freedom and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala released them from the clutches of Pharaoh and Pharaoh was drowned in the uh, Red Sea and then in verse 91 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we made his body uh, an ayah meaning that it was thrown out and up to, to, up to date in the Cairo Museum, because Pharaoh, remember, is a title. Pharaoh is not the name of a person. Like how you have Zah, the Russians have Zah. So Pharaoh is a title, and they should be Ramiz, Ramiz 1, Ramiz 2, etc. So if you go to that museum in Cairo, his body is still there, visible, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever he says can never ever be wrong. And he said this is a ayat, and we can actually go and see that body there. Then in verse 25 of Surah Hud, the, as a warner, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that every Nabi when he came, remember every Nabi called towards Tawid etc. and said one golden thing, that we don't ask you for wages, we don't ask you for any remuneration, we don't ask you for any ajar. And so Dawud and Tabligh has to be taken place in this manner also. That's why Tabligh Jabbat has got this usul also that when they go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no wages is sought or asked for. And all Anbiya did exactly the same thing. Then about the Ark, about the Ark is mentioned that the people began to mock at the Ark. And when they, should, when they should pass the ark which Nuh was building and he preached for 950 years. Now details about the ark, 
easy in tafsir ibn kasir i was reading today i was shocked to see the details there how long it is how wide it is how many deaths it got and how many planks were used and how many years it took him to construct it and uh, where the birds were in which deck and the animals in which deck and the humans in which deck then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told nu alayhi salam the seer that bring on board pairs pairs of everything so Nuh alayhi salam did that. Then he told them, see, bring uh, males and females, pairs on board. And left behind was his wife and son. And also, the narrations are very variable. Hamni accepted his call. According to one narration, six. According to one narration, 82. So most of the scholars are going towards 82 and not six. Then uh, the water started coming. Water started coming from everywhere and anywhere when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered that the waters must come. Nuh salam told his son that listen, come, come on board now. And his son said, no, no, I will go to a high peak. And this was uh, read uh, uh, in the uh, last uh, two rakats. That Nuh uh, told his son, come aboard. His son said, no, I'll go on a high peak. And then a very high wave came like a mountain. Because when the water started coming, they were like mountain sizes. And uh, his son obviously got drowned. Then Nuh made dua for his son, min ahli. Thinking that this is my progeny, this is from my group. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Nuh see he's not from your progeny because uh, progeny meaning your group, that he hasn't accepted Islam. Then here again we are taught and we are signaled that see make dua, make dua for Muslims. And uh, yeah we get uh, so false pseudo spiritual so called spiritual scholars that they could have start making and making duas for kafirs and mushriks and, and we regarding mushriks and kafirs as our icons and we celebrate uh, mushriks and kafirs birthdays remember mushriks and kafirs are no icons for us icons are spiritual is muslim personalities for us we should not hold these kafirs in high esteem in our minds if we do that tomorrow our children they'll get utterly confused we should have our direction clear because when you look into the lives of these kafirs and mushriks then you will find disgusting things one for a lighter note one person that in Cape Town, that one political leader came to him and told, uh, asked the newspaper uh, lad that uh, what are you selling? So he said, no, I'm selling a newspaper. He said, what's your name of your newspaper? He said, Ons Land, uh, Ons Fatherland. That our our fatherland. So the newspaper uh, lad told him, told the political leader, I'm selling newspaper. It's called Our Fatherland. So the political leader said, I am also selling the same thing. <laughs> one day I went to meet one political leader in Shell House, not to mention his name. That I told him that, you see, I am not familiar to invite you to Islam, you know about Islam. When you were in Libya, they taught you, that they invited you to Islam. Nevertheless, take some of our kitabs on Islam, invitation to Islam, etc., which we wrote, we gave him. He said, then why you came? I said, see, uh, that I know you are going to win the election. 
and he's very big politician. They told up to now, they told him, see that this pornography, nudity, and this lewdness and immodesty and immorality and all this that please try and control it when you take power and curb this thing, these movies and all these things, curb it, prostitution and lewdness and all that. So he tells me, Mr. Mufti, it is part of the deal. The G7 nations have funded us and when we win the election, it is part of the deal that pornography and unity all is coming with. And we can see what is happening now. Nevertheless, Diniya, lesson for today, there are three faraiz of fasting. Three faraiz, three obligatory things in fasting. One is intention. You must intend that I am going to fast. Secondly, that staying away from food and drink from Subhasadik till sunset. Thirdly, staying away from intercourse from Subhasadik to sunset. Thank <laughs> you.